re 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 ready check monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though i said monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. I am one third of our illustrious trio, 3MB, but way better, way, way more musical, way more rhythm. It's the boy Armand Sadler, the Paul Heyman of podcasting, the John Cena of journalism, the Brock Lesnar of broadcasting, the Roman Reigns of rhetoric. You know I'm not here alone. I got two thirds, two incredible black men, melanated, hydrated, elevated kings. How y'all feeling, brothers? I appreciate the handoff. What's good is CC, the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world. Guy body because I consume healthy products and do towel curls. Benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase that I say is a gem. Like motherfucking amethyst. You could put any nigga next to me. One tank, no tanks. Two tanks, no tanks. Women gonna say, whose man is this? I may talk a lot, but only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world, so give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where my nigga Chan? Welcome. Uh, the mid card main event. Uh, the mid card mafia reporting live from the mid card. The big G Gunther has landed on Monday Night Raw. The three hour show now has the uh global, global, global. When I say that's a man, that's a married man. That's a, that's a man with a wife. He's on Monday Night Raw, USA Network. Check him out, man. That's all I gotta say. I was I was really enjoying seeing those videos of, of Gunther dancing at his wedding because it's like, you know, you, you see him in the ring. He's all straight face menacing. Yeah. And, then, and then you see this nigga getting to it at the wedding. It's like, wow, yeah. man, like it's, it's beautiful. Like, love that for him. Found him a baddie. Got, got him a long, <laughs> a long title reign. Amazing faction. Great entrance music. Like life is life is really good for Big Gunner, man. For Gunner, it is for poor Walter. <laughs> poor Walter. Like- right, right. <laughs> Gone through like secretly player. Like you you saw some of them photos on like the boats with the cigar and the polo. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you had that in your repertoire, but you could definitely see some like in the future, some like when he goes babyface, some like comedy segments where he's like interacting with like other superstars. Cause you see, like he's got some like swag to him. And like yeah, yeah. he especially like with like, you know, there's always those segments where you have like the white wrestler talk to the black wrestlers. They don't understand what they're doing, but they try and, you know, Kevin Owens with the New Day, et cetera, et cetera. You can see Guther doing spots like that where I think he had that in his bag like a Drew McIntyre did. But he's, you can see he's kind of player. Like he's got a confidence with swag to him. Like, you know, I was impressed with my boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might have to develop uh, some more familiarity with his game. Um, but one thing that you all should also be familiar with is – the HORNC Patreon. You can subscribe at patreon.com backslash the HORNC to get early access to episodes of the A Show and the War Report, access to Retro Diaries hosted by Meals. You can get bonus content. You can get ask us questions. You can comment on things. You can interact. If you want to pay the big bucks, you could be a guest on a show. We would love to bring you guys in here to rewrite things with us. We, we, we want to see if your galaxy brains can compete with our galaxy brains. So, 
if you, if you want to pay that price and come through, we would love to have you. We'll, we'll even let you give us some input on the thing that we should rewrite. You, you can put us in the hot seat. So let's get to public. So for our, for our non-Patreon subscribers, you guys missed out on a very, very fun trivia Patreon segment. Talking about hashtag discontinued, hashtag modified, hashtag old pay-per-views. But let's get to our pre-write. So very, very exciting weekend just passed. Um, and there's some exciting things coming up as well. Let's talk about it, Chan. Well, what you got for our pre-write, my brother? So I often come on here and just like joke and mess around, talk about wrestling because it's fun. I think people often forget that about wrestling, that it's supposed to be enjoyment, that the E is for entertainment. This is not world wrestling politics. This is not world wrestling starving children. This is just, this is basically just like watching a play. Um, And so... I, I do want to be a little serious. And I do. I obviously we just watched Backlash. And it was an awesome show. You guys are going to talk about the matches. But I just think we need to give note that they really took this pay-per-view to Puerto Rico. And they headlined it with an incredible, like, fairly successful artist from that country. And just to see the outpouring of not just, like, the content, but just the people being like, this is so cool. Like, the people who had really tell it meant a lot to them. Like, not only is Bad Bunny popular and that's why it was cool, but just, like, he's from there. Like, he is one of their people. So when they said where he's from, and Puerto Rico, just the people cheering. And that was just so cool. And now you hear all the stuff about them having the pay-per-views in all these other countries. And they obviously did the Saudi shows and whatnot. But it's cool them going to these kind of different cultures and then highlighting, like, the superstars who are of that culture and being like, yes, you can be a WWE superstar. You could be a WWE superstar. And I think it's just really a beautiful moment to think that, like, and some of you kids, you're blessed to not know what they used to put on TV for wrestling. Like, it's bad now, but some of the things they used to put on regular television where wrestling was it was crazy. And the fact now that they're like, you know what? What if we just had a PLE in Africa? Like, what could we, who would who would start that? And people are just talking about that as if it's a really feasible thing. I think it's just a great place for wrestling to be. And I think we should just not let that go by. That like wrestling is really tough. Instead of like exploiting people's cultures, it's really embracing them and letting the stars kind of lead the way and not forcing it and not making some weird foreigner angle. It's just like, no, the, of like, no one, you can debate whether or not Bad Bunny should not or should have main event the show, but no one can be like, that's a crazy idea. Like everyone thought that, oh no, the two guys from Puerto Rico should obviously be a part. Like that's, no one thought it was weird. Like it was just a very clear thing. And I think that's just a good place for some things to be like, no, we can understand what time it is. And yeah, Drew's gonna main event Scotland because that's cool. Like that, it doesn't have to be no deeper than that. And I just, I just want us to like say, hey guys, this is a cool thing we did. Let's keep it going. You know, let's not, shoot over that you know i mean yeah one one thousand percent and i think it just it just hits a little different for this one because you know you 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 go to saudi arabia you got ali you got mansoor and they're popular within their own right bad bunny is the most streamed artist in the world (laughs) 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 and he he continues to come back like he's not just at the, P- the 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 ple walking out a wrestler or you just the camera panning to him like he's wrestling he's wrestled multiple times he well. was in, he was in the <laughs> royal rumble he 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 damian priest got his mania debut 2 months into his main roster run next to bad bunny and now he's head the double headlining the wwe's return to puerto rico it's like all these things came together so perfectly at the right time for Bad Bunny's career and for the WWE's career and for how many Latin Puerto Rican stars they have currently, like 
it, it it was it was the perfect storm like you really couldn't have written anything better than that and i mean granted like it, it was written like it, it was it was all planned this way but i think just seeing the impact and kind of something we were talking about off camera like seeing how many non-wrestling fans were tapped in were sharing videos of his entrance we're sharing reels of him going through a table we're sharing just different things the all, all the old wrestling fans who remember carlito being like oh yeah. shit carlito came back like <laughs> It, it was just so many cool things about it. Um, and it, it really shows like the potential that they have. Like, bro, like if we go into Africa, we need to see Omos fighting for a title in Africa, a singles Great. title. If we go into fucking where like they, they could go wherever and 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 they can try to do whatever. So yeah, it was it, it was it's amazing. Like it, it it really makes me proud to be a WWE fan which probably right. makes me sound like, you know, WWE to defense force, you know, like right. I, I have, I have my shield up, but it's just like, it, it's like you said, it's amazing to see how far they've come where they're appreciating and promoting these cultures as opposed to using them and exploiting them and making light of them. And you know what we had to watch in the mid to late nineties and even before that, the characters that, that everybody had to be, Everybody who was of color had to be, bro. Like, do you remember what we got? We're great at right now. This is very, very good. Also, last thing I want to say about that, um, 18 professional wrestlers wrestled um, during the, the PLE for uh, Backlash. Guess who had the longest match? Bad fucking Bunny. He had the longest match. Benito. So, like... Fuck not talking about wrestling. No, let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about work rate if you could put on a goddamn 25-minute classic. Uh the nigga checked that box. Are we what are we talking about here, bro? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like people will will immediately say, Oh, it, it, it's a street fight because you know they, they don't want him working a regular wrestling match. But there was so much wrestling psychology within that. Like the match starts in the ring. He <laughs> like, fucking he fucking <laughs> Bret Hart. Win, fuck work. He worked. He, he fucking slim. Like he got Bro, his, his finisher is a Canadian destroyer. Like, yeah. like, we, like that's that's we, Bro's finisher. <laughs> he not even a, a fucking leg drop. This isn't Snoop's people yeah. elbow. Like, Bro does a flip. Yeah, to yeah. win all of his matches. Like, yeah. The motherfucker a, got Falcon arrowed. Like fifteen feet off of a platform. I'll be it on some shit that didn't like you know it wasn't like terrible or whatever but goddamn like it probably didn't feel great yeah yeah, yeah. and no. also and let it not be overstated shout out to fucking carlito man oh, just absolutely. like the, pulls the, up to ww every six months brawling just mad big i want him on the roster right now i want him that, on the roster right now to you bro that pop was like stone cold level like that pop was wow I so I missed Carlito's time just watching that, just watching that. I was like, all right, I need to go back in. I need to yeah, check. Yeah, fun, man. Because I, I just kept hearing about him when he was there. I was like, person out here, but but yeah, yeah. It's um, it was it was incredible. Um, sorry, I'm typing a message to CC. His mic sounds off. We can edit this this out. Yeah, my bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you sounded better there. I don't know what it is, um, but we can try to continue. Yeah, man. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, and shit, I'll, I'll just get into mine since it's kind of aligned here. I remember 
we, we talked about him, like Damian Priest, you know, he comes to the main roster. He debuts at the Royal Rumble 2021. And, you know, he, he, he does really well. That's also where Bad Bunny appears in WWE for the first time. That they link up, they get into a feud with Miz and Morrison. And, you know, it's really crazy. Like, when you really look back and think about it, Damian Priest debuting at WrestleMania two months into his main roster run, next to Bad Bunny, who had never wrestled before. And they put them with Miz and Morrison, who are great workers, who are very safe workers. People were going to make you look good. But, you know, well, we saw that, and it was like, all right, like, Damian has potential. Like, what, three, four months later, he, he wins the U.S. title. He's on his U.S. title run. But then we're like, he's starting to do that two-sided character shit. We're like, yo, this is not, I'm I'm not really feeling this. Like, I, I don't know, Dame. You're great in ring. I, I I love Dame when I watched him when he was in an NXT. I remember Triple H had him in the hot tub with the hose. I was like, oh, this nigga's, <laughs> he, this nigga's great. He, he's great. Like, he, he's going to be something. And then, he, and then he finds his way with Judgment Day. Links up with Edge. B- becomes, you know, the punishment. And then Finn takes over. And for the last year, Damian Priest has been one of the most improved people character-wise. The in-ring was always there. It, it was always good. But the character and the, the positions they're putting him in are really like, and he, he's delivering every single time. And 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 then, and that, now we're seeing reports like they're looking at him as a main event level player, a top level player. It's like, you goddamn right, bro. Like first his moveset is fun. I love his moveset. He's, 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 he's one of the guys that, that I use in 2K the most now. South of heaven, broken arrow, the little clap move, like all that shit. Like, bro, he's great. He's he's really fucking great. Um, so I'm I'm really proud to see it. Um, and you know, Damian Lillard, I'm sorry, but it's it's Dame time in the WWE. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry, my boy. Um, because yeah, the Damian Priest is him, and he he's here. He's really here. I think it's also dope that we're at a space where like, there's a time where a guy like Damian Priest, who's just like a really good worker who just needed to get with the right people, like, they would have put him in some stupid shit. Like, it would have, they would have not given him the time to kind of work his character to a point where it works. They would just, like, completely flipped him into, like, you know, No Way Jose's tag partner, and they're doing the conga line and shit. And it was just dope that he got to go from, like, the archer, but kept the dark stuff and just kind of till he figured it out. And sometimes it's as simple as, like, yeah, you got to just get next to the right people. Like, something about him beside Finn, beside Rhea, it just works. Like, it just, the image works. He looks much more intimidating for whatever reason. And, yeah, it just, and you said his work rate's been all, there all there all the time, so I'm always going to appreciate that. But I just, I do appreciate someone who's, like, committed to it and just kind of nudged it, nudged it till it got to a point where, you know, it was good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, CC, are you good over there? My fault. Yeah, I think I was trying. I was trying to hold down the space bar, but I think I had the, the chat open and it wasn't working. How I'm sounding right now? Still slightly muffled. Slightly muffled. Is this better? Um. What about it's, now? It's it's the same. It's the same. All right. Okay. Now same. now you now, now you sound a little louder. Yeah, you were you were <laughs> good there. I'm good right here. Yeah, you're good there. Okay. All right. Perfect. I'm gonna leave it right here. All right. Awesome. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's get into your pre-write. I mean, shit. So like, um, we gotta remember what Channing started his pre-write with. Um, uh, what he said, he said, you guys gotta remember the E stands for entertainment. This is supposed to be entertaining. So I was thinking about that, and I think one of the greatest things that we got from Triple H taking over, um, and just having like a lot of fresh people in creative produ- production, 
um, as well as the the wrestlers themselves having some really good original ideas. Um, one of the things that I noticed was the wrestling, you know, has gotten really great. Even like the storylines around it are, you know, like, you know, they're not goofy. You can see why people want to go at one person in the position. <laughs> about, you know, the shenanigans that me and Shannon like to, to get into and that we remember and shit. And I'm like, you know what? There is like that, you know, whipped cream with the cherry on top kind of aspect to it that you could have. Like if you, you know, if you want to go there, you don't need it. Like you said, it's like I said, it's like it's the extra whipped cream on a latte. You're not necessarily there for that. It's just the nice part about it. But if you want to have like a little nice part about it, I'm like, bro, let's get like this is a soap. This is a soap opera uh like let's get more soap in this bitch like come on like <laughs> let's get crazy like one of my favorite things that i liked was the last thing about the vince's uh run or whatever was the the tozawa shit with tamina like it was the dumbest shit ever but i was engaged the, the entire time just watching it i was like one because tozawa was a great actor like that guy is really good um but two is just because i'm just sitting there like this is really still like look at this shit like is this sometimes just looking at some dumb shit is kind of fun or whatever like if it wasn't reality tv wouldn't be what it is so it's like i kind of want to get i want to see people get more into that bag but i think that they're starting to do it like you saw a little bit with the way in the background uh whatever like kevin and sammy now that they are where they are they can have little things especially with riddle um so and I think also, especially with the roster shakeup, one, you're going to have to need to have that stuff because people are going to wrestle each other a lot or whatever, or it's going to be kind of drawn out. It's going to be tough to do. Um, but two or whatever is like on in addition to having people like Bad Bunny having little shit where like, you know, think about like a podcast or a TV show or something like that. Like I, there's TV shows where I've seen 50 gifts from that TV show. I have not seen that TV show yet or whatever, like having content like this allows them to like kind of spread in that way where it almost has nothing to do with the wrestling. So now they get in more spaces or whatever. So just a little shit like that. You know, I just want to see them turn it up a little bit or whatever. Um, but I like where it's heading right now. Shit getting weird. I like specifically the, what they got going on with the women in the background or whatever. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about that later, but, uh, but yeah, and let's give them a little bit more. Let's go a little bit. Let's sauce this bitch up a little bit. We got the wrestling down, the stories down. Yeah, we got that. Now let's do some crazy shit. Come on. I, I think you're in Dom's whole thing. Like the whole mommy thing is so like, it, I don't even know if funny is the word, but it's just so entertaining to your point. Like, and I think that is like, definitely feels like a, I, I think Vince would have done it in a way less tasteful way, but they just do just enough where it's like, this is like really entertaining outside of the match. Like Dom doesn't even really need to wrestle. It's like just seeing him and Rhea ringside is like really kind of funny or her ringside, his matches. And he's like trying to impress her and shit. Like it's just kind of funny to watch. And I think that to your point is the kind of stuff that you need to bridge the storylines. Like, yeah, you can have Finn, Damian, Rhea put on bangers, but the little sprinkle of Dominic, you know, a little parsley, a little cream of like that storyline is like really what makes the judgment day. Great day television. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think it's it's a difficult balance, you know. I think Triple H came in and he's really been heavy on um, establishing his identity as, as a as a booker and as creative. And I think people have liked, you know, that that, that the in ring has improved. That you know, stories are are you know what they are. And so, and I think there's been an entertaining aspect to a lot of things that have been happening. But I I, I agree, there definitely could be more. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 definitely with that. I'm I'm definitely uh. I definitely feel you on that. 
Let's jump into this free write. We got we got some important questions to answer uh, this week. There's 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 a lot happening. Um, I want to start with you, Channing. Uh, this is this is someone who you're a, a very big fan of. Um, but I've but there's been some complaints about his. I would say the person who's like him on the on the woman's side, um, as she looks like she's about to get a title match. So, do you think it's time for a new Dolph Ziggler and a new Natalia on the roster? And what I mean by that is time for a new enhancement talent who's going to get you a good match but a lot of people are going to roll their eyes when that person is picked i think what people and i get it i get annoyed with natalia too and i know people don't like Dolph, so i'm not unreasonable but i think what people don't understand about them is that the reason they're in the position they're in is because they have actually won a bunch of matches and they've won a bunch of titles and like that's why it's important for people to beat them and, like, you can't just recreate something like that overnight. And so it's like, yeah, there will come a day where, you know, someone like, I don't know, at this point, because they really haven't, they've had such long title reigns, they really haven't, like, had a bunch of them. But I think once they get this second title, I can see something like that. But there may come a day where, you know, where someone like The Miz is just putting people over all the time. And it's like, yes, that'll happen, but you have to build someone up to that point. And so, like, until that point happens, it's going to be Dolphin Natalia, And just make peace with it. There's always wrestlers like that. And you can act like you don't like them, and you can act like it's just so annoying. But it's like, this is just part of wrestling. Like, you need characters to push storylines forward. There's always a B-villain in the first Marvel movie. They're never going to use the big bad guy in the first movie. And, like, there's just some story devices that are always going to happen. And I think... What will happen is like with wrestlers like this, it's the type of wrestler where as soon as they stop wrestling and they come back, people remember them so fondly. Like the way people, and this is not me because, you know, I'm mid-card through and through, but if people talk about Carlito now is not how people were talking about Carlito when he was wrestling. Like that is like something that like I'm not going to say that because I'm all for the Carlito praise. But like think about when Carlito first won that Intergonal title. People were not happy about it. Like it was not this because, oh, Carlito this is awesome. So it's like, you have to like appreciate them when they're here because when they're gone, you will. You once Dolph leaves and is gone for a long time and pop back up with some Royal Rumble and like I'm here, so do I. you will pop. When Natalia goes away and they do the Hall of Fame Bret Hart thing and she has some matches, Core J ten years from now or whatever the fuck it is, you'll be into it. And so it's like you can act annoyed now. I get it; it is annoying, but like this is not something you could just make overnight, and it's something that is important. Like. Dolph Ziggler's had some cool matches. He's annoying, but he's had some cool matches, as had Natalia. So just, like, take your medicine, eat your vegetables, get to your Natalia feud like you know you're going to have to do, so you can get to your Rio Bianca match on the other side, bro. That's your dessert. It can't be all dessert all the time. Like, Braun's going to ha- – Strowman's going to have to wrestle someone. Like, there'll come a day – I know people don't want to, like, see this. Roman's going to be taking a bunch of L's. It's going to happen. It happens to everyone. And so it's like, just appreciate it while you have it. Because when it's gone, you wish it was back. So just eat your vegetables and enjoy your Italian. That's all I got to say. I agree with that, my brother. Yeah, now nah, nah, you spitting, man. It's like this era of wrestling fans, they're so precious with everyone, too. Like, you, yeah. you, you can't lose. So they can't really make another Dolph because... In order to get a lot of reigns, you got to lose the title to win it back to lose it again. And niggas don't like yeah. when people lose titles. So, yeah, it's it, it's difficult to build them. And I mean, granted, they don't listen to the fans as much as fans might think. But it's it's it's, it's very difficult to get someone who's like that. Like even with Corbin, people get upset yeah. that Corbin loses a lot. <laughs> or like 
I also, you guys talk about Dolph. It's funny how Sheamus used to be this, and now that we like Sheamus again, he's no longer in this conversation. Mm. So, like, this stuff is also not stagnant. Because <laughs> there was a long time post the bar where Sheamus was this person. Yeah, And he absolutely. may even revert back to him soon. But just know that this stuff is not stagnant. That's what I'm saying. How you feel about Dolph today may not be how you feel about Dolph next year. Finn oh, was you- down in the dumps for a while. So just understand, like, this stuff changes, and it's just part of the cycle. And, like, I think that's especially a young wrestling fan. It's hard to understand that, like, wrestlers wrestle for a long time. And there's a lot of stuff that happens that you don't like. But, like, you just have to go through the cycle, let it pass, because you may feel differently tomorrow. That was a nice That was a nice way my man is basically telling y'all internet niggas that y'all fickle. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Not for real. Because Probably, two, 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 go ahead. There you go. There you go. You can say what you're going to say. Well, because Sheamus has been having the same match his whole career. Like he, like <laughs> literally since he debuted, he's been having the same match. You niggas got tired of him. He was he he was he was facing Drew. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, these are bangers. He's always had bangers. He he was just Sheamus. You got tired of him because it was always he would go away, come back. He'll be put in an important position. He will beat one of your favorites. He catching on Roman, whatever the case may be. Sheamus really didn't get over until this Gunther feud. Like if if we really keep it a buck, he didn't really get over until he started facing Gunther. But he's been he's been the same guy. This and, bro, he was doing the 10 beats at the Bowery for a good 10 years before niggas start really turning up for it. This same Mohawk. Like, bro, bro, like, this nigga has to do 20 or 30 of them now because people people, people rocking with it. He wasn't doing 20 or 30 beats a couple years ago. Like, no. Like, we got to really be honest. And your, your Carlito point was good, too. I was like, bro, he debuted and he beat John Cena for the U.S. title. And then when he debuted on Raw, he beat Sean Benjamin for the Intercontinental title. And Carlito was cool. People fucking him, you know, spitting the apples out, the hair, all that. He was a real suave, but he beat two beloved baby faces. And I know people wasn't fucking with that. So it's like, what do y'all really want? Like, are, are, are you not entertained? Niggas got me feeling like Kwame Brown when he was asking that. Like, did you, <laughs> do, 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 do you see them picks I'm setting? <laughs> do, do, do you see them picks? <laughs> um. But CC, I want to ask you, who should or slash will face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions from the SmackDown side? Now we got AJ Styles, Edge, Rey Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, Theory, and Sheamus. Who should or will or should? You you might have one answer for each for the should will part. So what, what you got? Uh, he and Edge already had a thing, I believe. So to bring them back in this way, especially as Edge is trying to find a new direction since he's sort of done with the Judgment Day um, would kind of be a waste because in my mind, I'm like, well, if you really want Edge to kind of be in like the title picture still, but you got to redirect him somewhere, you got to you got to there has to be a, a, a wind that blows the ship in a different direction. You know, something has to happen. It can't just be, you know, because they're not going to give it to him. That's one. And then two, it just can't be like you lost at the top because like, where do you go from there? Obviously, you might want to get it back from Seth, but like, I mean, or get it back, uh, you know, do a rematch or whatever. But uh, where do you go from there? And then everybody's already gone for Seth, too. And you're kind of like number two to that. So then it just the thing about Edge is like since they brought him back, they always kept him in kind of like one lane. He's not interacting with like a ton of people all at the same time. It's all about one story. <clears throat> so I think you have him lose so that in the first round, so he doesn't make it to that. I think um, Theory and Seth have had their things already, and even though Theory's 
you know, being pushed as like, hey, he's going to be here for a while or whatever. He doesn't need this shit at all or whatever. Um, I think, uh, what were the other names? It was AJ. AJ, AJ, Edge, Rey Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, Sheamus Theory. Who, okay, so set us at feuds with all of them. Yeah. So, so Ray, Ray, and Bobby definitely don't need this shit at all or whatever. So it leaves me with two choices, and I'm fine with either one, uh, Sheamus or AJ. Um, the reason why is because uh, with with either of those choices. Um, you get them into that next part of their career where it's like, okay, these are like, you know, because they're both at that level where it's like, bro, these next like two to three, make them good. Because uh, after that, it, your body just naturally starts to do, you could see it. Like, I, like you, I watched Ric Flair when he had came back or whatever. I was like, bro, I don't want to look at you like this, bro. This shit, come on, man. <laughs> like, So it's like, you know, and they don't really let them get to that level these days. So I'm thinking that, um, and you know AJ and Seth would obviously have a good match. Sheamus and Seth, it could it could also be some good stuff too. Um, but I want to lean with AJ. Honestly, that's where I'm going. Um, I think AJ is at that part of his career where it's like, yeah, he can be used like with the Good Brothers and all that stuff, and the OC like here and there, that'd be fine. Um, but when you consider you know where the roster is with certain things how we're bringing people up we're going to need people to you know kind of like work with them and then just also the presentation of that superstar aj himself um i think you put him up there for that match let them have a good ass match and wherever the, the cars fall they fall whatever that's how i feel about it if sheamus was that title bro I will go to Twitter.com and tweet. We have a Triple H problem, bro. I'm like, Donner, <laughs> you have lost your mind, bro. Like, you have lost it, dog. AJ, cool with that's that's totally fine. I 100 agree with you. Like that, Bob's not gonna be bouncing for too many more years. You got to give him a title before it's too late. But Sheamus, come on. What's wrong with Sheamus? What's what, what's wrong with Sheamus winning that belt? They wouldn't let Sheamus beat Gunther. So they don't give them the World Heavyweight Championship as a consolation prize? That is ridiculous. I'd rather they give it to Drew before they give it to Sheamus. But I'm with you on the AJ agenda. I think, obviously, everything for, you know, my son Seth Rollins. But I think AJ, it would be cool with AJ. I'm not really into the OC, but, like, I think AJ having a title run. Like, AJ puts on banger after banger. And then him and Seth can feud, and maybe Seth gives it off him later. You know, Seth got a little bit more runway to him, but... And Seamus would just be too much. Come on, be serious. Yeah. It, it, he would go right back to how people, when they didn't like Seamus, it would go right back to that. He <laughs> would all that goodwill, he would piss it away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I definitely think AJ is the biggest example of what CC said. Like, he's not wrestling the way he was in 2016. Like, 2016, he was, he was doing that springboard 450. He was doing a bunch of different shit. Now he's really wrestling like a more technical, almost more power-based game for a dude who's who looks smaller. He's like, what, like 230? Like, um, so yeah, he's, his time is like, bro, he like a freaking, uh, ankle injury kept him, kept him away for a minute. Like he, he wasn't that mania. Um, so yeah, I definitely think Seth and AJ will be a banger. We haven't seen that one. That, I think that's the match we've seen. We've seen the least of all these potential, um, people from the SmackDown side facing Seth. So I think that would be a really good one. I think it's especially good, good, good going to Saudi Arabia, like AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, like just seeing that on a marquee is is a big deal so um yeah i i also think it'll be seth aj but 
don't know. That's just part of me that maybe wouldn't be surprised if if, if Sheamus found his way found his way into that match, man. Uh, lastly, I'm asking myself a question because I'm so narcissistic. Which of the NXT call-ups will make the biggest first-year impact? Um, this is this is a tough one. You know, they they called up quite a lot of people. We saw Odyssey Jones get called up on the Raw side. Von Wagner is a free agent. We got Alba Fire and Isla Dawn called up with the titles. We got Caden Carter and Katana Chance on Raw. We got Grayson Waller called up. We got Cameron Grimes called up. We got. Who am I forgetting? I don't even know. But there's, there's been a, a good amount of people called up. Zoe, um, Zoe Stark on Raw. Yeah. Like, I I, I think that the fact that we saw her on TV immediately says, 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 says a lot. We saw her and we saw Cameron Grimes immediately. I, I do think Grayson Waller is, is going to be a big deal. Um, I think that um, just his, his mic work alone, like, I could see him <laughs> – I could see him and Edge going at it, to be honest. Like, I like that, that. That's a few that I could really see. Um, and so I think, I think Grayson, I think Donna Fire, I, I people think that they're gonna take the titles off of Liv and Raquel pretty soon. Would not surprise me, especially because with Liv and Raquel on Raw, you want them to be free to eventually feud with Rhea. Um, so I, I, I think Alla Fire, Isla Dawn, Grayson. Um, and that, that's the SmackDown side and uh, Grimes too. I, I, I don't know if Grimes won a title, but I think he's going to get some, some important matches. And I think on Raw, you really got to pay attention to, to Zoe Stark. I think she's really going to be something special. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Question is Von Wagner related to someone that I don't know. Cause I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> like I, I don't, and I, hey, this is coming live from the mid card. I don't see it. And I don't understand why they would call him up. Like, I, I don't – I'm just confused. And he's a free agent. He's not even on a brand. So, it's like, I don't even know where who he's going to be facing. Yo, so I think it's a shit or get off the pot kind of thing. Ah, uh, that would make sense. So, like, think about it. Like, you think about how his build is and what he could be. He's got that, you know, big guy test kind of – kind of like Corbin Phil or whatever to where it's like he's technically a big guy but he's not like the big guy or whatever to most people he's bigger or whatever but there's people who you know technically he should get body by or whatever um but you know he's enough to be a heavy in some sort of way so it's like you know they I think I'm pretty sure they tried to just you know sit there stare with a, a angry face thing on out on him didn't really work and that was even down in NXT it's just like listen if you can't just be a big intimidating motherfucker bro you just gonna have to figure something out so it for me if I'm if I'm like even if you know if I'm getting into my my crazy ass Vince bag from like the 90s or whatever if I'm doing dumb shit to like you know crazy shit to like motivate somebody I'm like all right yeah you called up but you're a free agent we don't really got plans for you though like make something happen you know what I mean like telling him to get create like come on bro let's get something going only issue with that is that if this was the 90s, Vince would have made Von Wagner Cameron Grimes his tag partner, and he would just be like a big hick. And they would dominate. <laughs> they true. would dominate. Just like Cameron Grimes would talking, and Von would say nothing, but just have be like Big Billy and Cameron just knocking people out. It would be like uh, Enzo and Big Cass, but like country, not Italian, basically. That's fucking hilarious. That yeah, actually, no, I think is they, big I think they just want to get motion on his own, though. That's my I thought. Yeah. I think they want to see if he can get motion on his own. 
Yeah, he's a he's a really interesting case. I mean, his very first night on 2.0, they put him in that in that NXT title match. And then they had him tagging with Kyle O'Reilly. They paired him with Robert Stone. Like they've tried to manufacture him getting over at, at every turn. And, and he's gotten better in ring. But like, yeah, he's not exactly the most interesting. But I look at who they have as like free agents, especially on the men's side. It's either like jobbers like Corbin and Ali, or it's big guys, Omas, Brock, yes. and Von Weiger. So I think they want to turn him into, like, a big guy attraction. But it's just, like, you need to, like, we, we need to see you more. We need to get invested into you a little more. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what he does on the main roster. I mean, there's no 24-7 title for him to chase after. The, 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 there ain't no big battle royals coming up anytime soon. So I don't really know where he's going to go, but... um. I think tag, dude. So here's the thing, like you, you guys pointed out or whatever, man, you need that. Um, I'm sorry, excuse me. That, uh, you know, uh, little guy, big guy thing, you know, like dolphin, uh, I think dolphin, um, drew was the last time we kind of saw that. Yeah. yeah. Has there been a good. more recent? Yeah. I so, mean, we, we, we got Braun and Ricochet right now doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I meant to say more as like kind of like in a heelish so. way. Yeah. yeah like more in like a heelish, a little bit more serious way. Not, you know, yeah. offense, but like, um, but yeah, like, so kind of like in that way or whatever, you know, it's just like, I think you got a lot of people here and just like, it makes sense to kind of do that because one, you give people a reason to try to develop a character at all because they have to work with someone else to make something creative. So now they actually really got to kind of try because you can't bullshit when you're working with somebody. We're going to get back to niggas. That it was just like, listen, I tried to work something out with them. This motherfucker had no ideas. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so one, it forces you into that situation. Two, the burden of getting over is not all on you. It's 50-50 with the other niggas. So like, y'all could cut that up and go at it or whatever. It's less of a burden to handle or whatever. Like, that's why I think that's part of the reason why, aside from the fact that they are you becoming one of the more legendary, will you know, will be called in the future legendary tag teams ever, Street Profits, why they're kept together for so long. Because could both of them go off and do interesting things as a singles? Montez, yeah, for sure. Dawkins, we starting to see him really get that confidence. And it's like, okay, he could probably do that shit too. But it's like, when you think about what they are together and all that they can kind of accomplish, but also kind of build up within themselves as far as learning the business, learning how, you know, to get over, you know, when they're on, like have like little story things here and there or whatever, all the lessons they're going to take from that going into their singles, they're not going to have to try in their singles. They're just going to go from doing this to doing that versus what you see like with Von Wagger. It's like, bro, you got to try to do this shit right first. And then we got to like you like, damn, bro. Well, I know in I guess eighteen ish months. Whenever he's with the Miz, and if it doesn't work out, then I guess it'll be over. Yep, that's how you know. Because <laughs> they're like, they always hey, they say they say Mike Miz, can you can you figure something out with him? And Miz is pretty good. His hit rate's pretty good, but sometimes bro, it's just like I got nothing for you guys. Bro, the Miz got over a wrestler who literally doesn't talk. The, the Miz, I don't know niggas will need to stop disrespecting the Miz. I, like I know, like we say this a lot, or whatever. But let's keep it funky, right? Like let's let's be real about this shit. We trying to make some money or whatever. You need a story. You need niggas to be entertained or whatever. Every time this nigga come out, y'all go like y'all y'all react every time. It's never quiet when this nigga is out there. It don't matter what's happening. The nigga got he took a stomp in the big red boots. Are you kidding me? That is entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now nah, Miz is Miz is definitely um he's definitely like a Swiss Army knife. Like you 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 can put him in a lot of different positions and he'll help to elevate other people. And he's he's over already. So. 
it'll work. Um, so yeah, that's that. Let's get into our rewrite for the day. So for those who are tapping to the Patreon, you know our theme of the uh before we write trivia was old pay-per-views and PLEs, and with them bringing back some pay-per-views like Night of Champions, with them, you know, re-modifying pay-per-views like dropping the WrestleMania on WrestleMania Backlash. Thank God, with them, you know, just doing a lot of dope things going back to puerto rico like i'm like yo what if we went back into history all the pay-per-views and ple's that have happened took one and place it into this current era of the wwe i feel like i i usually don't start so i'm i'm, I'm gonna start with mine and so one complaint over the last few years of WWE programming is like these gimmick pay-per-views. Hell, Hell in a Cell doesn't need a pay-per-view. TLC doesn't need a pay-per-view. Money in the Bank is like the only gimmick pay-per-view that, that people like. And, and Extreme Rules people like, especially now that like all the matches actually had stipulations last year. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, all right, well, let's, let, let's go to a gimmick pay-per-view and see if I can spice it up. So I'm going to none other than Fatal 4-Way. Now, Fatal 4-Way took place late June 2023. Specifically, uh, I'm going to have it happen on June 25th, 2023. So that's my birthday, so it's going to be lit. Um, this will emanate from the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. And being that WWE loves to, you know, lean into hometowns and people, we're going to have an appearance and a performance by none other than Lil Baby. <laughs> Lil Baby popping I out. At Fatal Four Way, and we 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 don't kick it we don't kick it up a notch. There's limited edition merch with the with the phrase Fatal Four PF on the shirt. Nigga, <laughs> that would do numbers because That's niggas hard. wouldn't even know what it is. They would just know it says Fatal. Like they wouldn't even know it's a wrestling thing. They would just buy do you it. know how I would buy every color? It's hard. It's hard. Like I, I, I thought of it and I was like, damn, stroke of genius. And of course, being that, you know, Lil Baby's on his commercial stuff, you know, on, on the up uptick. The, the theme song will be Lil Baby Hey, which is not my favorite Lil Baby song, but you know, it it, it works. <laughs> it works, whatever. Um, and so leading up to Fatal Four Way, um, there are a couple of things that are gonna happen. There's going to be a world heavyweight championship summit. There's going to be a bunch of different tag team matches, and singles matches, and uh, for feuds that are unrelated to the show. Uh, by now, Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns have kicked the Usos out of the family. Um, Solo Sokoa has actually injured Jay Uso. And so the SmackDown go home show before this, Solo and Jimmy have a singles match. Also, uh, as like a fatal four-way kind of prelude, Austin Theory defends his U.S. title in a Fatal 4-Way match against L.A. Knight, Grayson Waller, and Cameron Grimes on SmackDown. It's, it's, it's going to be heat. Now, for the actual show's card, because you know that they're going to make it a, a gimmick pay-per-view, but they're not going to have all, all the matches be, you know, um, be gimmick matches. So we're going to have Cody Rhodes versus The Miz because... Well, why not? <laughs> why not? Cody Rhodes needs to beat people till he could go see Roman, who, by the way, Roman is not on this card because it's sandwiched between Night of Champions and Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. So Roman's like, hey, five kids, man. Like, I, 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 I can't I can't come to Atlanta. I'm sorry. Se second time in a row, Roman misses an Atlanta pay-per-view. If you remember, he caught COVID for day one, 2022. So he wasn't there. 
something about Roman in, in Atlanta, man. He's he's just not feeling it. Um, Georgia but, Tech, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by it's crazy, crazy. So we're gonna have Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. We have a SmackDown Women's Championship Fatal Four Way match. Bianca Belair takes on Shotzi and the now disbanded Damage Control members Bailey and Io Sky. Okay. Raw Women's Championship. We have Rhea Ripley defending her championship against Natalia, Zoe Stark, and Candice LeRae. We have an Intercontinental Championship Fatal Four Way match. This is big, meaty men slapping meat. Gunther versus Bronson Reed versus Braun Strowman versus Otis. This is this is one of those matches that is like, damn, like this this joint might might steal the show for real. WWE undisputed tag team championship match. We got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending their titles against the OC and the Viking Raiders and Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. Then we have a World Heavyweight Championship Fatal Four Way match. Seth Rollins defending his title against so Seth Rollins wins at Night of Champions and he defends the title against Drew McIntyre, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Finn Balor. And then we have a number one contenders Fatal Four Way match for the un- the WWE Universal Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus versus Karrion Cross versus AJ Styles. So let's go through these match results. Cody beats The Miz because, of course. Um, in the SmackDown Women's Championship Fatal 4-Way match, Bailey and EO, of course, going at it, getting real personal. Bailey is about to pin Bianca. EO throws her out. Um, no, I'm sorry. Bianca is about to pin Bailey. And then EO throws Bianca out, hits a moonsault on Bailey. EO wins the SmackDown Women's Championship, which which leads to a feud between EO and Bailey. They run a triple threat match with Bianca at Money in the Bank. Um, and yeah, shit, it's hard. Shit is all hard. Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley successfully defends it because, of course, like Natalia not beating her, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark cooks, but she don't win. And Candice, Candice LeRae is, you know, Candice LeRae is great, but no. Nah. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Otis is looking like he's about to win. He's looking like he's about to pin Braun Strowman. And then Chad Gable comes out, looks like he's about to help him, turns on him, steals Maxine from him. And while Otis is down, Bronson Reed hits the tsunami and pins Otis, winning the title from Gunther. So Gunther loses it without getting pinned. Gunther can then go on to the World Heavyweight Championship picture like we all want him to. The WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match, KO and Sammy win because... The, the OC is not winning. The Viking Raiders are great, but no. And Dom, Dom Mysterio and Damian, fantastic guys, but no. The World <laughs> Heavyweight Championship Fatal 4-Way match, absolute banger. Seth, Drew, Shinsuke, Finn. Seth ends up retaining. Seth is going to hold that title for a long time, really until Survivor Series. So, so him and Roman or him and Cody can go at it, depending on what happens you know, down the road. And finally, the number one contenders Fatal 4-Way match for the WWE uh, Universal Championship, Bobby Lashley, Sheamus, Karen Cross, AJ Styles. Sheamus wins and faces Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship at Money in the Bank in London. Uh, but yeah, man, this, this is a banger show. Very well received. People love the merch. Little Baby is going crazy. And um, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, this, this was very fun to put together. It was it was kind of tough though too because it's like I wanted to have a balance of faces and heels in in yeah. fatal four way matches. I wanted to have people that made sense. Some some of the matches just like ended up being kind of ass just off of names alone. Mm-hmm. But um yeah yeah uh, that's that was uh that, that that that's my rewrite of fatal four way twenty twenty three. I need I need to I need that to be real 
just so I could hear Lil Baby's uh uh rendition of his like theme song for the event uh called Fatal Four Way or just mm-hmm. Four Way or whatever. Because the first line gonna start Yeah, he gonna <laughs> pop up the first line is gonna be like uh I met with three hoes and it's not fatal four way or something like that. Like, <laughs> and it's gonna go crazy after that. I'm like, yeah, let's get it. But uh, you know, I'm fucking with that, my boy. Can't wait till he does like a leg drop off like the third rope onto like someone. Like yeah. whatever wrestling spot they get him to do, I feel like it's gonna be hilarious. I'm not gonna front. I, I wanted to put hit row into the tag team oh. championship match so so little baby could beat them up, but I was like, There it is. Hit row. So he could beat him up. Nah. <laughs> you niggas are not match. for PF. <laughs> <laughs> clipped. Absolutely clipped. Maybe they can have like a backstage segment or something. Because because this is like the yeah. B, this is like the B pay-per-view of B pay-per-views. Like Becky Lynch isn't on this. Trish Stratus yeah. not here. Roman's not here. Like it's you know, but hey, it's still some heat. See, this is the reason why, like, I think it's great that um people who watch the, the wrestling that we've watched uh rewrote this because you said that perfectly it's a b pay-per-view like even back when they had you know the other pay-per-views that eventually got canceled or even some of the ones that are still here now whatever it's like it's like listen this pay-per-view ain't feel like so from monumental shit to happen bro we just about to you know go crazy you know what i mean this ain't that so yeah no you stayed in theme my brother yeah every episode can't be a season finale bro let's be a bit much um can i go i uh, have an engagement because my phone keeps going off so um, I picked Cyber Sunday. Um, I ran into an issue because Cyber Sunday is held in October or hashtag t- Taboo Tuesday, but they don't do that anymore. And so instead of trying to go to 2023, because it, it got wild, I like lost myself for a little bit and Ginger was World Heavyweight Championship. And I was like, let me reel myself back in. Let me give myself some constraints. Um, and so I decided to do it in 2022, October of 2022. So note that last year there was no actual October pay-per-view. We had two in November, Crown Jewel and Survivor Series War Games, and then we had Clash of the Castle right before that. So it does kind of make sense that we would have an October pay-per-view, so that didn't match up well. So mind you, these feuds are all coming off of Clash of the Castle, so I'll give you some context with the matches, and I'll give you the results. So to open the show, we have a handicap match. We have Drew McIntyre versus Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn. So, as you remember from Clash of the Castle, that's when Solo debuts, interrupts the match. Um, you know, Roman wins. Of course, Drew's like, I got to get my lick back. He faces Solo the next week on Raw. But Sammy interferes. And Sammy, this whole time, is talking to Solo. Like, I know you're Solo, but, like, this is your first, you know, pay-per-view. This is your first PLE. You don't know what you're getting stuff into. Drew's been a champion. Like, let me come out. Let me help you. Let me let us do this together. And then he's trying to also show Roman that, like, oh, this is your family. I'll take care of him. I'm his vet. Like, I'll look out for him. Of course, as you know, as things go during the match, Sammy inadvertently causes Solo the uh, loss. Of course, Solo does not take the pin because as we will come to find out, Solo is unbeatable. No one defeats Solo Sokoa. Um, and so Sammy eats the pin. Drew gets his win. Um, and then that kind of nicely ties up Drew's interaction with the bloodline. So getting into our Cyber Sunday fun segments. So Cyber Sunday, as you can imagine, is the... Um, pay-per-view where in which you have fan votes. These are usually done by text message, but this time we have opened it up to Twitter as well. Um, This pay-per-view is emanating from the Chase Center in San Francisco. Yeah, so we'll get some very Twitter matches. You'll see some really crazy stuff. So it's got the tech capital of the world. That's kind of the hook, is it? Like, we took WWE. It's like in a computer. It's like the whole thing. The next match, the Usos, who um, at this point in time were still the tag team champions, their opponent is unknown to them, and it will be a poll. 
you know, drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. Oh, who won? It's Omos and what? MVP versus the Usos for the Tag Team Championship. Um, as you can imagine, um, we have a banger performance from Omos, who power bombs not one, but two Usos at, at the same time. But unfortunately, um, MVP gets a little bit ahead of himself. You know, Omos get a little bit too much. He's like, hey, young blood, watch out. Like, don't get so big headed. Like, they're going to beat you. Super double kick to MVP. Omos gets tossed out the ring. Dual fog splash. The Usos retain the titles. The third match, Mr. Theory. He's like, I'm not afraid of Cyber Sunday. I'll face anyone. This is nothing to me. Goes outside in the ring. Cyber Sunday. Who will Austin Theory's opponent be? Oh, my God. Brock Lesnar from San Francisco. Cyber Sunday. He's in the U.S. title match. So, um, as you can imagine, Austin Theory is stunned. Brock's sitting there laughing. You know, this is like fun, Brock. He's basically saying, like, I've never won the U.S. title. Why not? You know, he's kind of in his fucking era. Like, I've done a lot. I'm Brock Lesnar. I can do what I want to do. Um, as you remember, all through this time, he is quasi-fluting with Bobby Lashley, who, as you know, is obsessed with the U.S. title. So, as you can imagine, during the match, Brock Lesnar comes out, F5s Austin Theory three times. Then Bobby Lashley's music hits. Brock Lesnar walks up to the ring as he often does. Um, but Bobby Lashley does not come out. Austin Theory rolls up Brock Lesnar. One, two, three. He wins, retains his title. Brock Lesnar then goes berserk. He F5s Austin Theory no less than five times on both the steps and the exposed floor. Power bombs him through not one, but two announced tables and then throws him into the crowd before walking off, chasing Bobby Lashley. Next match is where we get real fun. The SmackDown Women's Title Championship Scramble match. For those of you who do not remember, the Championship Scramble is a 20-minute match where in which the last competitor holding the title will be the event as the champion. Um, as most matches, titles changes take place via pinfall or submission. So in this match, we have our champion Liv, Shotzi Blackheart, Ronda Rousey, Zia Lee, and then, oh, I thought... Um, Zelina Vega was going to be in this match. Why is she knocked out backstage? Who is that? Oh my gosh, it's the returning Mandy Rose for the championship scramble. I did not see this coming. The best V-trigger in the business is back on the main roster. So as championship scrambles go, there's many title exchanges. Mandy holds the title for quite some time. Her and Ronda have a very nice segment in which they wrestle a lot. In the last minute, Shotzi Blackout pulls off an impromptu cannonball winning the title. But with less than 10 seconds to go, Ronda puts Shotzi in the arm bar. And it's like the clock's counting down. So it's like, Shotzi, if you could just hold on, you'll be champion. Ronda, as she normally does, just ramps it up in the last second. Shotzi taps. And then Ronda is the champion. Going into um, the next pay-per-view winner, which Shotzi does face Ronda, who obviously Ronda retains, but you guess how you kind of get to that event. So the only thing I want to do also is pay-per-view is kind of lead into the next one. So that's kind of how we get that shots. If you, um, the next match, this is just for Twitter, just to upset Twitter. Um, we get Gunther versus Karrion Cross in a submission match. Um, at one point in time, Gunther almost big boots Charlotte halfway across the ring. Like he like, almost he like stops himself, but it gets very close. Karrion gets worried. Gets her over. Uther sneaks up behind him, puts him in the hole, falls on his back like a big bear that he is, puts out Karrion Cross, and puts him out of his misery. And then our last match. Um, 
Oh, no, second to last match. We have an intergender six-person tag match. Um, what is the stipulation, you ask, Cyber Sunday? No disqualifications. In this match, we have Bianca Belair and the Street Profits versus the Judgment Day of Rhea, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. So it's no DQ, so we have some Street Fight elements. We obviously have Rhea interacting with, like, Montez and Angela. We have Bianca, like, tossing Finn like he's not about shit. Um, but as you can imagine, who do I forget? Dom. Dom, at the end of the match, comes up, knocks out D'Angelo. Finn hits the coup de gras. One, two, three. Judgment Day is victorious, but a banger. And it also teased a possible Bianca-Rhea interaction. At one point in time, they're obviously in the match having a stare off. People are freaking out. It's like, this is what we need. Um, and then it gets broken up. Um, our last match is a six-pack challenge. The competitors, there's been 15 of them waiting in a the room. They don't, no one knows who's going to be in the match. So they've just been waiting to figure it out. Our winners from the six-pack rounds from both rosters are AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman. Edge and the multimedia superstar Logan Paul. Um, in a absolute classic of a main event to determine the number one contender for Roman Reigns' Universal Championship against all odds, the kid who just needed one punch hits Braun square on his jaw, knocks the big fella down. One, two, three. Logan Paul is your number one contender at Crown Jewel, where he will face Roman Reigns. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Cyber Sunday 2022. That was made for you, man. <laughs> that that, that pay per view was made for you. <laughs> it got indulgent when I got to the six. I'm like, fuck it, I, I got to do it. I got to do something. I've been like trying to keep it in theme, but yeah. But then also, that like, was... I was like, sorry, go ahead. I was just like the Logan Paul thing. Just give it a little juice. Like, give it a little flavor. Like make it fun. Make him the number one contender for a fun reason. That was perfect because people were complaining that he was just booked the match because of a podcast yeah. appearance. So now he actually wins it. People still yeah. don't complain, but it's like, bro, I knocked out Braun Strowman. Like, yeah. wow. And it's a six-pack challenge. You can have him not wrestle for like 15 minutes and no one will notice, you know? Yeah. I, I, also, also, I also really love that the uh, Street Profits Bianca Judgment Day yeah. match. That was – That needs that to happen. Funny. I like wrote down like, how have we not done that yet? Like TLC or something. Like that would be so cool. No titles, just like them fighting would be cool. They might have to do that at the upcoming Survivor Series if if Bianca and Rhea are still yep. champions. Like just to, to do that shit, to do an intergender war games, bro. Like come That's on, what we want. <laughs> and especially because Bianca and Rhea are like perfect because they are so physical. And like again, Finn is not that big. Like Bianca could easily throw Finn around, and like so the match wouldn't be that great. Like it wouldn't. Like Dom is not some super crazy and physical figure. Like you could definitely work it out where like you could even have the women like wrestling the men, and it wouldn't be like completely crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're a genius, man. Um, that's crazy. Okay, so here's what I got. Um, I I kind of went like this route where like I wanted to just so usually what I try to do is I try to like either go like galaxy brain and try to explain like all this crazy shit that happens, or I try to like be like a little bit like too logical and be like this happens because that is blah blah blah. This time I was just like fuck it. I'm going off my feelings. I'm just doing what I want to do. So this is just the shit that I want to see at this point. So first note, in recent years, um, at least in the recent years that I watched, we get to the end of the year and it seemed like everything's kind of like 
winding down for like an obvious like little reset cooldown going into uh Royal Rumble. I know these days they like to give wrestlers a lot more time with their family around the holidays or whatever, which is very, very great or whatever. Um and you know, most things cool down except for whatever's going on at the top of the car for Royal Rumble, so that you can just kind of keep that that interest or whatever. Um Armageddon used to be that end of the year, like nah, like you know, like think about it. The name is Armageddon, is the implying that shit's just like blowing up. And from what I remember watching, it, is that like you'd have Armageddon, all this shit just happened to close out the year, giving us something going into the new new year to have like drive over, whether it's you lost the championship or this person, you know, ruined your match or whatever. It it kind of gave you that it was like keeping the 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 river flowing, you know, just downstream or whatever for the stories or whatever so that you didn't have to just pick up right in january and be like yeah you know how these people still don't like each other from like you know weeks and weeks and weeks but when nothing really interesting happened in between so i am approaching it from that same uh standpoint so how i'm treating this is like all right i just want to put matches together that i think will make sense but also at the same time i just want to see so from armageddon is at the end of the year so if we're starting from like right now i uh, base this on you know, everyone just following where they are in the draft or whatever. Right. But also based this on just like being the most like tame, super logical, whatever, not crazy. The most like vanilla way of like thinking about all these people. So a lot of these people are going to get into like I don't I haven't like uh, li listed all the details because it's not really important to why these matches happen because um, it's to set up something. So a lot of these people have like crazy feuds over, you know, the next like, what is it like six months or so or whatever. And they're just more so like little spouts with people, you know, just like to get matches, to get people going, see how people's chemistry are or whatever. By the time we get to the end of the year or whatever, people's frustrations are really coming to fruition. But a lot of that is like they want to go after certain opportunities. They know Royal Rumble is coming up, but Armageddon is that chance to really get your foot in there you know to like you know establish yourself maybe you get a better number for royal rumble maybe you get a shot at a championship at royal rumble instead of having to be in a royal rumble you know what i mean just a, that last ditch effort right before it is that time um so a lot of these people are going to be hungry they've had time to work over and a lot of these people do not have the best character uh work right now but they will be so here's the card that we got and i'm just gonna go match by match i'm not gonna tell you the whole thing <clears throat> all right so for the u.s title there at this point uh i haven't worked out how he's gonna he's gonna drop it but um but theory no longer has the u.s title at this point um he's gone on to try to do bigger and better things or whatever but he's kind of gotten himself involved in this kind of personal feud the whole point of him being that personal feud is i want to see him develop more when it's not really about a championship when it's really character versus character having real conflict and kind of getting more to that character so he's going to be off doing that the u.s he and he left it on some dickhead shit where he's just like ah, i don't need this anymore going for bigger and better things type shit like you know and then he uh he goes uh he lets that go and then we have six man ladder match for the u.s title this starts the show and we have apollo cruz the motherfucking wrestling machine chad gable the new and improved and by this point he's gotten a little bit more character riddick moss xavier woods just to have you know that's that stable guy who can like kind of work in there 
oh, you want a stable guy who can work in there, but also go fucking crazy? Here's Johnny Gargano or whatever. And it's like, you know, if you were thinking like, hey, this didn't really have stakes. There's not somebody that I'm really particularly rooting for or particularly against. I can give you a particularly against because here's number six, Dominic Mysterio. That's right. Dominic said, you know what? It's time for me to go and get some titles. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure his dad held it or whatever. Um, the U.S. title. I'm pretty sure Ray had it once. Didn't did Ray have the U.S. title? Um, I got to look that up. But um, the whole point is he's going to show that he will be a better yes, champion than his dad would be. Yeah, he had it 2019. Okay, got it. That's where I'm. Yeah. All right. So the whole point is like he's Dominic's gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna be a better champion at every level than my dad is, starting with the U.S. title or whatever. So that's why he's going after that. Um. So now you really have stakes because at the very least, you'd rather see any of these five niggas win before you want to see Dominic or whatever. But plot twist, bitch. After everything that happens in the ladder match, a bunch of shenanigans. Johnny Gargano looks like he kills himself. Xavier Woods goes, "What the fuck?" Riddick Moss put somebody through a fucking wall. Chad Gable then wrestled the nigga off the top of the rope, flipped him again, did another German rolling superplex and all this crazy shit. All in the midst of this happening or whatever. Um, just as it looks like, you know, they're having that moment where everybody's kind of fucked up and they get back up. Just as it looks like everybody's about to get back up, Finn and Dominic and Rhea come and beat up everybody outside the, the ring. And then <laughs> Dominic just grabs a ladder and then he goes and grabs the title. And I have him win it that way on purpose because everything that he does, if he ever succeeds, he always gets it in a really slimy, sneaky. He never really had to overcome anything way. So I was like, what can get more slimy, sneaky? I never had to overcome anything, you know, way. You literally didn't have to push any of these niggas out the way to go get it. Like they, you had your man's come do it for you. So boom, Dominic wins the U.S. title. That's how we starting it off. Second match, women's tag team championship match. At this point, Dakota Kai and Bailey have captured the 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 championships. But you know who coming for that? Dawn and Fire. You know what I'm talking about. Here here we go. We gonna have like a 15, maybe 20 minute, but like at least 15. I'm gonna call it 15 to 20 minute banger out of them two. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire take it. Dakota Kai and Bailey are looking kind of crazy at each other or whatever um, because EO is kind of like still in like a, a sort of like championship kind of like mindset or whatever. And they've gone and lost theirs. And where we are with EO and Bailey right now, that's only gotten like a little worse at this point. So now going into the Rumble Royal Rumble, you might think, oh, like damage control might not actually work with each other during this Royal Rumble. Like, or, you know, are they? Like, aren't they? Are they still cool or not? So that's the reason why we have that happen. But boom, Dawn and Fire get their first championship at the end of the year. Um, Next match, Fatal 4-Way for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther is still champ. I want this nigga to be champ for a long-ass time. Uh, Gunther is still champ. You know who is the second person in this? And Armand, you'll love this. Otis is in this somehow. So he's finagled his way. You know, Chad Gable was going after the U.S. title. They've, you know, kind of established themselves. They said, if we need to be the, if we're the Alpha Academy, then, you know, we really need to have like Alpha Championships or something like that along that line. So they start getting a little bit more serious about going do stuff. They still work as a tag team, more so as a faction, but they're trying to go off and get stuff done. So Gable was in a uh, U.S. title match. Otis is going for the Intercontinental match. Second, uh, the third person that's in this, Damian Priest. You know what I'm saying? And then the last one we got is Bronson Reed. So we got Gunther, Otis, Damian Priest, Bronson. Can you talk about pause? Big men, big meaty men slapping me. That's the whole way. I was like, how can we make uh, Drew Sheamus, Gunther even bigger? Literally, just make it bigger. Like, just get bigger people. All right, so like we just went, went with that. So 
Gunther Stamp going into it. They have a crazy classic match or whatever. Um, Damian Priest ends up winning. Um, Bronson Reed goes like mega heel after because he feels like he's been in the company for almost a year at this point or whatever, or, you know, however long he feels like it's like too long for this to be with him without a championship or getting what he wants. And he just goes mega heel. And the reason why I have this happen is because we've had him like kind of like talking. He's wearing like suits and shit. I want this nigga to be not just like savage. I want niggas to be scared of this nigga when he's like walking through the hall and shit. So I want to go that way with it. And then Gunther, this is how he turns face and has his first face run or whatever. Um, you know, he'll he'll look he'll come out after maybe like a month, maybe after Royal Rumble, maybe like you never even see him in the Royal Rumble or whatever. And then he comes out after that, the, the show after that, and he says, Look, you know, I took some time to think or whatever. There was no unfairness, no excuses, or whatever. I lost. I, you know, and he's tying in the fact that he still thinks the mat is sacred to say that. So he's saying, like, listen, I think the mat is sacred. I'm not gonna call it bullshit or whatever. I lost. I need to get better. And that's how he kind of like turns face. It's like a believable kind of story. Um, but that's that. And then there's three more matches. Raw Women's Championship, Raquel, Rhea. Um, don't even need to get into it. That shit is what it is. Two, two big, uh, bigger, uh, two of the bigger women in the the company as far as muscles and slamming the shit out of people go. Just go at it. But here's the thing: Rhea is still the champ at this point. She wins. Raquel loses, and this is how she goes like mega hill. She ends up eliminating Liv in like a really brutal way at the Royal Rumble, and like that starts her run. Then you got the Fatal Four Way. Um, I'm sorry, and then the last match. Um, is the World Heavyweight Championship match. And this is Seth Rollins as champ because I think he's going to get it, you know, after this tournament. And then you have him against Drew for the World Heavyweight Championship at Armageddon, closing out the show. It ends in like a no contest, like slash like DQ or whatever, because Randy Orton interrupted it or whatever and didn't think either of them should win or whatever. Then Edge comes out and spears Randy Orton or whatever, because he didn't think, uh, you know, like Randy Orton was in his right place or whatever. And but, um, you know, at this point, Seth is kind of like thanking him, but Edge like spears him too, because he's like, I still want that. So this leads to... Uh, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Edge having a fatal four-way for the World Heavyweight Championship at Royal Rumble later, or like that very next month. You can either do it then, or you could stretch this all the way to, you know, like pick like, you know, even WrestleMania if you want to make it go that long. But I thought you could tie in little stories to where Randy and, and Edge had their history, but now they're getting into it again. When they came back, it was kind of cool. But now it's like, wait, we bumping heads now as older guys. It's totally different thing going on and then Seth and Drew can like have their little thing or whatever but then all the four of them can have their little things with each other so so that was like where I wanted to end it and honestly that whole heavy, world heavyweight championship picture Seth Drew Edge and Randy in it as like some of the top four I would like that that would be great but yeah that's my rewrite there's a lot of prestige there I mean Randy held that title a bunch of times Edge held that title a bunch of times Drew is you know Drew is the guy a lot of people want to see him get that Seth is Seth like that's a, that's, that's a strong card. That's a strong December card because we always look at that 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 month of December as like nothing. Like you, you, it's it's just the lead up to a Royal Rumble. So you actually gave us some stakes, some drama, some excitement, some just pure good ass matches too. Um, Basically, yeah. So that's that, that's that's hard. I'm jacking that. I'm jacking that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, these were our takes on 2023 or 2022 editions of old discontinued pay-per-views we gave you fatal four-way we gave you cyber sunday and we gave you armageddon let us know what pay-per-view you would bring back a match that you would book let us know how you like our cards are we are are, are we booker of the year material 
are are we Tony Khan? Like, you know, let us know where we fall where we fall on that Booker spec spectrum. Most importantly, make sure that you tap into everything on the HORNC network and our Patreon. Thank you on behalf of the men with the pen, Channing, CC, and Armand. We want y'all to have a great uh, week. Enjoy the episode, and we'll be back with y'all real soon. <laughs>